the title of the message is The Wisdom of God is Calling Us. So if you have your Bibles tonight, and there will be scriptures on the screen as well, I'd like for you to open them to Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs chapter 4. We see in verse 5 that it says, Get wisdom and get understanding. Forget it not, neither decline from the words of my mouth. Forsake her not, and she shall preserve thee. Praise God. That's one of the words that the Lord gave Brenda and I to pray over the church is for preservation and for protection and for peace. So we see here in the context of this message tonight that if we will hold fast to the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God will hold fast to us. It will preserve us. It says, love her and she shall keep thee. Verse 7 says, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom, and with all thy getting, get understanding. We could say this, that wisdom is of utmost importance. It is extremely essential for you and I to function in the wisdom of God. I like the NLT of verse 7. It says, getting wisdom is the wisest thing you can do. Now, every one of us want God's will. We want God's plan, and we want His direction for our life. We all want to walk in those paths that He's laid out for us. We want to make the right decisions. In order to make the right decisions, we got to call on the wisdom of God and ask for it. And it takes discipline, and it doesn't take natural skill to flow in the wisdom of God, but it takes supernatural skill that comes from the Word of God and comes from the Spirit of God. Now notice with me in verse 8, sometimes I like everybody to go ahead and read the verse uh, with me, so if you would do that, ready, read. Exalt her, and she shall promote thee. She shall bring thee to honor when thou dost embrace her. Now notice that. I can remember many, many years ago, Brenda and I have been uh, have had the privilege of being in ministry since 1977 uh, when we got married. We pastored a little church down there in Sepulpa, Oklahoma. And then in 1978, uh, I came from Minnesota. Uh, we packed up our car and we moved to Wilmer, Minnesota, where we served under the faithful ministry of Apostle Jim Caseman, a great, great man of God. He actually was my pastor when I had gotten out of treatment in 1975. And Brother Caseman has such an honor and such a reverence for the things of God and for the Word of God. And one of the pearls of wisdom that he gave me when I was a very young man, he said, Mark, if you will exalt the Word, the Word of God will exalt you. If you will promote the word, the word of the Lord will promote you. So what this is saying to us then is God's word must be final authority and it's not something we're to play around with. God's word must be preeminent and absolute a necessity in our lives. Say with me, the wisdom of God will promote me. 
Now, we don't have it on the screen, but the voice translation says of wisdom, cherish her and she will help you rise above the confusion of life. Think about it. You know, there's a a lot of confusion right now in our nation. There's a lot of confusion in the air. But we do not have to allow that confusion into our soul. We don't have to allow that confusion into our house. And so if we will cherish wisdom, she will help us rise above the confusion of life. Your possibilities will open up before you. Embrace wisdom and she will raise you to a place of honor in return. Praise God. Now notice with me in verse 9, I'd like for you, if you would, please read again with me. Ready, read. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace, a crown of glory shall she deliver to thee. Hmm. So when you and I, when we have the wisdom of God in full operation, we will see the grace of God working right alongside with the wisdom of God. Wisdom will give to you an ornament of grace. Hallelujah. We could say it this way, that wisdom in our lives is a crown of glory. It will surround us. It will encase us. It will protect us. And it will bring us into a place where the devil can't touch us. Glory to God. And that's something to be thankful about right there. And then in verse 10, he says this, Hear you, my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be cut off. Doesn't say anything about shortened life here. He says, Hear my son, receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. I prophesy many, 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 many years over your life. Amen? And not just, you know, uh, a scrape by and, a, you know, that type of life. We're talking about abundant life. You know, Jesus didn't come that we might have the redundant life, did he? He came that we might have the abundant life and have it to the full and to enjoy this kind of life until it overflows. Amen. Long life belongs to us. But it's very important that we function and we operate in the wisdom of God to position ourselves for long life. You know, in Psalms, in 91, I believe it's verse 16, he says, with long life will I satisfy him and I am going to show him my salvation. So God's wisdom then will add quality years to your life. And then in verse 11, let's read that together. Ready, read. I have taught thee in the way of wisdom. I have led thee in the right paths. And so the way of wisdom is what the book of Proverbs is all about. Incidentally, there are 31 chapters in Proverbs. That's a proverb for every day. You know, if you read a proverb every day, you'll have read through the book of Proverbs 12 times in a year. 
And it is amazing what's in the book of Proverbs. Oh, it is so rich and so good. Amen. And so the way of wisdom will lead us down the right path. Then verse 12 and verse 13, he says, When you go, your steps shall not be straightened. That word straightened there means it'll not be hindered. And when you run, thou shalt not stumble. Take fast hold of instruction. Let her not go. Keep her, for she is thy life. There's life in the wisdom of God. And so if we're looking for wisdom, the word of God tells us it's right there in the word waiting to be received. Now, I love this verse in Proverbs chapter uh, 2, verse 6 and 7. Notice this with me. He said, for the Lord gives wisdom. He's not holding it away from us. He gives us wisdom. Out of his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He lays up sound wisdom for the righteous. In other words, those that are who are in right standing with God, he's laid up wisdom for you. Amen. Amen. Now, the apostle Paul prayed about wisdom over and over again. The great apostle Paul, the Pauline epistles are so rich. He prayed for the church at Ephesus, for example, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto them the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. He prayed that the eyes of their understanding would be flooded with light. Paul knew that if the word of God could get deeply enriched in the lives of those Ephesians, their spiritual eyes would open. It would be flooded with light and they would see things and know things and do things that they'd never seen or done before. Hallelujah. And that's a great prayer to pray for yourself. That's a great prayer to pray for your friends. And that's a great prayer to pray for me. <laughs> I mean, over and over again, in the Pauline epistles, you'll see the words wisdom and grace. But I want to take Colossians chapter 1, and I want us to look at verse 9 and talk about that for a while tonight. He says, For this cause... Since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for you and to desire that you might be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Notice this now, that you might be filled. That word filled there means filled to the full that there's no room for anything else. In other words, he's praying that there would just be an overflow of the wisdom of God. He says, I desire this for you. I crave this. This is something that I want you to have so badly because I know what it will do for your life. That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now, in the amplified version, it says it this way. He prayed that they would be filled with the full, deep, clear knowledge of God in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, in the comprehensive insight 
into the ways and purposes of God in an understanding and discernment of spiritual things. Now, what this says to me is this, that one definition of wisdom from this verse is this. It gives us comprehensive insight into the ways and the purposes of God for our lives. Glory to God. The purposes, the ways of God, the plans of God, amen, is found in the wisdom of God. So say it with me real strong tonight. Thank you, Lord. I have the wisdom of God. I am being filled daily with the fullness of God. Filled with wisdom. Filled with insight into your purpose and your plan for my life. Hallelujah. You know what that does for us? That enables us to walk then confidently. Knowing that God's wisdom is laid up for us when we need it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 1, in verse 30, in the New Living Translation, it says this. God has united you with Christ Jesus. God has united. He that is... I wish I could get down there. God has united you with Christ Jesus. He, He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. You're united with God. You're united with Jesus. Now notice, it's for your benefit. It's for your benefit. It is for your benefit that God made him to be wisdom itself. Christ made us right with God. He made us pure and holy and freed us from sin. Amen. So I said all that to say this. You and I have been united with Jesus and he is wisdom itself. We don't have to look out here or look out there or sit in the ski seat of the scornful or get counsel from ungodly men or women. No, the wisdom of God is on the inside of us. Hallelujah. Jesus has been made unto us wisdom, righteousness, and sanctification. Amen. So we see then that we draw wisdom from the word of the Lord and we draw wisdom from the precious Holy Spirit. Amen? In Proverbs chapter 20 and verse 5, it says this, that counsel in the heart of man is like deep waters, but a man of understanding is going to draw it out in Jesus' name. Amen? So one translation says this, the purposes of a person's heart are deep waters, but one who has insight draws it out. You ever gotten to a point in life where you just knew there was a change coming? You just knew there were some things that weren't too far down the road that some adjustments needed to be made? Maybe it was a move or, you know, perhaps it was something to do with your family, maybe selling a home or finding a new job. You just knew the change was in the air. Amen. Well, I believe the Spirit of God can show us things to come. And He can reveal, and He can transmit, and He can disclose things to us that we'd never, ever know 
if we hadn't drawn out the wisdom of God that's on the inside of us. It's there. It's on the inside. And one way we can cultivate that and one way we can draw that wisdom up and out is by praying in the Holy Ghost. By praying in the Spirit. Praise God. He will show us things to come. Say with me, I have the spirit of knowing and I have the spirit of seeing in my life. Mm-mm. The Bible says as many as are what? Led by the spirit of God. What are they? They are the sons of God. Sons of God can expect to be led by the spirit of God. And the spirit of God is the spirit of truth. Amen. He knows the whole truth for your life. He knows the plan of God for your life. And God has placed him on the inside to be your helper, to be your counselor, to be your intercessor, to be your strengthener. Amen. And so we're, we're talking about then the wisdom of God. We're talking about the knowledge of his will, being filled with the knowledge of his will. Now, what God wants to do in you and for you and through you is what the knowledge of his will includes now it's important to know not only what god wants to do but how he wants it done amen i'm gonna say that again it's important to know not only what god wants to do in our lives but how he wants it done and that is where wisdom comes in Wisdom is required to walk out the plan of God. Amen? Now look at Proverbs chapter 1. Are you all still doing good? Proverbs, the first chapter. Proverbs 1 and verse 20. It says, wisdom... Now, I'm looking at this from the New King James Version. It says, wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares... She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. Now, I want you to notice every place where wisdom can be found. What I see from that scripture is this. Wisdom is present. Wisdom is present, and it's calling out loud to us. In other words, the wisdom of God if we'll tune in, is not necessarily quiet. The wisdom of God wants our attention. Amen? Now what happens oftentimes, instead of drawing from the wisdom of God that's calling out to us, there's so many other voices out there. And so it's vital then to tune out and to shut off and turn away some of those other voices which becomes which become distractions to us and keeps us from hearing the voice of wisdom. It's not quiet. Now, in the Amplified Version, it says this. Wisdom cries aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the markets. The markets. Think about that. The markets are basically the places we spend our lives. Wisdom is right where you're at. It's in, the, it's in the marketplace. It's in the supermarket. Wherever you are, it's on the job. 
It's on the way to school. It's in the stock market. Go up in Jesus' name. So whatever market you are in, there is wisdom. There's wisdom. In verse 21, it says this, She cries at the head of the noisy intersections in the chief gathering places. At the entrance of the city gates she speaks. Now notice this. Why intersections? You know why? Because it is at the intersections of life that you decide what direction you're going to head. The intersections of life. Wisdom is there. And again, I will say this. Wisdom is not the only voice crying out. Therefore, we've got to be skilled in tuning every other voice out. Now, go to Proverbs chapter 8. You all still tracking, right? Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. In the, in the NLT version, it says, Listen as wisdom calls out. Hear as understanding raises her voice. On the hillstop, on the hilltop, along the road, she takes her stand at the crossroads. She takes her stand at the intersections. You see, a crossroad, what is that? A crossroad is where paths meet. It's where paths meet. And if we're not careful, this includes Pastor Mark, Pastor Brenda, if we're not careful, we can miss our turn. We can miss wisdom. We can become people that just kind of, we're going to go plow ahead. We're just going to plow through this. When all the time his wisdom says, listen, here's the way. Don't go left, go right. One, big, one, one reason, you know, why people miss their turn is they get bad directions. Anybody ever had bad directions before? Just bad directions. You know what other people say? What other people think? Well, what do you think? What do you think I should do? Where do you think I should go? Thinking doesn't get it. Praying does. Looking to Him. Looking to the wisdom on the inside. Now, don't misunderstand me. The Bible does say, in the multitude of many counselors, there is safety. But you've got to make sure that the counselors that you're looking to are godly people. And also, I will say this, that counselors are not so much to dictate the direction you're to go. Counselors confirm what you already have in your spirit. Amen? Counsel. Counselors. Amen. Very, very, very good and very important. So, how many of you know His Word is a safe guide? We don't want to miss our turn. And then as we go down the road of wisdom, we need to be open to course corrections. <laughs> course corrections happen while you're in motion. Anybody been corrected by Siri? <laughs> you know, Siri can be kind of bold sometimes. I'll be up in my office and all of a sudden Siri will just speak up and say things like, I can't help you with that. Well, I didn't ask you. 
I mean, what's up, Siri? I'm not talking to you. Siri can get kind of sassy. <laughs> but Siri can also help us change the course that we're on and get us back in the right way and going the right direction. I can remember how years ago, Olivia, our little granddaughter, she's 11 now. And what grade is she in? She's in fifth grade. My goodness. I remember we were down there and we were taking care of her and we wanted to go to get her something to eat at McDonald's and and uh, we were lost. We didn't know where McDonald's was. And she was in the back seat like this. About three or four years old. She was just like this. And she says, Papa, you should have asked Siri. <laughs> You should have asked Siri. Yeah. Well, I think that's a good thing to do. But not Siri, that Siri. We're to ask Siri, spirit inside revealing information. You and I have a GPS system in our spirit. What is that? That's God's positioning spirit. In John 13, praise God. He said that he will guide us into all the truth. Now, we don't want to go too much further tonight, but we want to cover one more, and we'll go ahead and talk more next week about this. But why do people miss their turn? Why do they miss their turn? Wisdom's crying out at the crossroads, at the intersections. People miss their turn because they're too easily distracted. And they're not paying attention. Their mind is, is somewhere else. In Proverbs chapter 2, our verse 1 and verse 22, it says, How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And the scorners delight in the scorning, and fools hate knowledge. Now, the word simple there is gullible, or not discerning. Inability to discern the right way. Not able to distinguish what is of value. Someone says, well, I read it online. It must be true. No, <laughs> no way. Well, I heard so-and-so say it's got to be right, got to be true. No, we want to make sure that we are not heeding the voice of man, but we're heeding the voice of God. Now, in traffic today, in automobiles today, there are so many distractions. I mean, I'll be sitting at a light and it'll be green for about 30 seconds and I'm number two in line and that person is just texting, just so distracted. How many of you know when we ride and drive our vehicles, we ought to pay both hands on the wheel paying full attention. And so it's the same thing spiritually. We need to take heed and pay attention. In Luke chapter 10, in verse 38 through 42, this is speaking of Martha and Mary. It says, Now it happened, as they went, he entered in a certain village, and a certain woman named Martha welcomed him into her house. And she had a sister called Mary, who also sat at Jesus' feet and heard his word. Now notice this with me. 
she is hearing his word and the wisdom of God is flowing freely. But verse 40 says, but Martha was distracted with much serving. The word distracted there means she was driven about in her mind. How many of you have been there before? You know, like I said, even even when driving. A distraction is being unable to be in the moment, unable to discern what's important, okay? And so a lot of people have been hurt physically by not paying attention on the road. And this is where people miss the voice of wisdom. Standing at the intersections, wisdom is calling out. This turn, go this direction. Your wealthy place is over here. But sometimes people are too simple, too gullible, and too easily distracted. What do you say that you and I develop the discipline of focus? The discipline of staying focused on Him. One person said this, that focus simply means this, focused on Christ's unlimited supply every day. And He has a supply of wisdom for you. He has a supply of wisdom for me. The Weiss translation says this, but Martha was going around in circles, over-occupied with preparing the meal and bursting in upon Jesus. Can you imagine that? She assumed a stance over him and said, Lord, is it of no concern to you that my sister has let me down to be preparing the meal alone? Think about this. Talking to Jesus like this. And she said, Speak therefore to her at once. Should she take hold and do her part with me? And here's what Jesus said. And we'll close with this. And Jesus answered and said, Martha, Martha. When you get to Martha's, you're in trouble. You are worried and troubled about many things. Worry and being troubled defines distracted people. How do you know if you're being distracted? You've got to check your peace level. If there's no peace, you're being distracted and pulled away. In Isaiah 26.3, he tells us that he will keep us in perfect peace as our mind is stayed on him. The absence of peace is the product of a wandering mind. So what do you say we follow Mary's example? The one thing is needful, and Mary has chosen that good part which shall not be taken away from her. Wisdom is the most important thing. Let us not be easily distracted. Let us stay tuned to the voice of wisdom and we will end up in our wealthy place. We will end up in our place of rich fulfillment. Father, right now, we thank you for the word of God that we've heard tonight. We'd receive it with thanksgiving. And Lord, we purpose in our heart to walk in the ways of God, to walk in the wisdom of God. And we magnify you for it in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone that agreed said, Amen. And amen.